0: All right, here we go. Welcome to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. I am sitting across from a man called Ben Frost. Ben, how are you doing today?
1: I am doing just fine, thank you.
0: I wanna play your song, Venter, first, but it is a song that is six minutes and 46 seconds long. So, what I'm gonna do, since I'll probably have to play some of it under us talking, is I'm gonna ask you, while I bring the song on, for you to walk me through the creative process for your record that was called Aurora. The creative process—it's—I
1: mean, it—it's—it's it's very jumbled. Um, I think there's a kind of a, a misunderstanding about the the nature of this kind of work. I'm not booking ten days in a studio somewhere and kind of walking out with a finished product. I mean, this represents uh, years, you know, of of kind of uh, slowly edging towards something that feels congealed into, you know, a, a the right shape. I mean, in terms of the specifics on this song, there's a lot of collaboration involved in this piece of music. where I worked with a, a range of different percussionists, uh, Greg Fox, Shazad Ismaili, and uh, Thor Harris from Swans. We, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we kind of recorded this piece of music over... You know, in sort of fleeting bursts of, I would say, a year,
0: probably. Aurora, the record came out in two thousand fourteen. It's now mid two thousand fifteen. Looking back on it, if you had to boil down the process of creating the record into two or three sentences, what would you say? <laughs> um, exhausting, uh, and
1: in in all in all ways, uh, exhausting. the the end of a process like finding finding a kind of a finding bottom Um, and and just that and that process in itself is exhausting Um,
0: it's a lot of work for my show I interview a lot of indie Canadian bands and they make very accessible sounds hearing your stuff is going to be challenging for some of my listeners I'd love it if you could prepare them for what they're about to hear
1: uh, you know I for me it's it I, I don't really see a huge um, void existing between what it is I'm doing and, and and you know the kind of music you're talking about. I think that uh, you know I think listeners are smart and and, and the o- audiences are smarter than a lot of people give them credit for. There's an underlying emotional thread in good music and I, I would hope that there's there's something kind of buried in there even if it feels different on the outside it's uh there's a shared dna in there with that you can you can trace the lineage of, of what i'm doing there's no there's no uh, sort of synthesis out of out of something entirely new you know i'm, I'm as affected by the world as, as as anyone so there's a line there between myself and you know Fleetwood Mac it's it's just music
0: I get where you're coming from. Some people are gonna see that as a very long line between Ben Frost and Fleetwood Mac. Can you give them another dot on that line to help them connect it?
1: Well, you know, we're sitting here on the northwest coast. You know, some of my favorite music has come from this part of the world, uh, you know, slightly slightly more south. But, um, you know, some of the most formative musical moments of, of, of my younger years were, were all forged um, you know, out of Seattle, and and, and, um, and and slightly further north and south as well. Uh, I think that that you know my my kind of my lineage musically is, is, is drawn from guitar music. You know, it's 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 music that is fundamentally rooted in the experience of you know being a an angry teenager listening to Nirvana.
0: interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Venter off the record Aurora by Ben Frost. I have been sitting here with me. What I'd love to get you to do is talk about how you create one of your tracks. So I'd love you to pick one track off Aurora and sort of take me through how you start creating one of these tracks. Um, Jesus.
1: So uh, is uh, I mean that there was a, a, a kind of a I think one of the easiest ways to 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 end up somewhere different musically is to is to force yourself into a corner. And so, the one of the the primary uh, sort of rules of the songwriting process for for this record, what what ended up becoming this record, was to to work outside of uh, of of a four four meter, which is say you know a a standard uh, time signature. And so this this piece of music is in uh, it's in five. It's not a regular beat that you would find in, I guess, most uh, you know, most popular music, and and so that kind of forced me into a, into a corner, and and so began the, the process of of writing of within that that rhythm, and kind of making something that that I had to kind of pull back towards me, because um, it felt foreign, you know, and, and in all ways. You know, it's 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 incredible how ingrained into us uh, these kind of modes of, of musicality are. Um, you know, if you if you're born in India, you know, you'll you'll have a very different understanding of of harmony and and, uh, and tonality than what you would say being born in, in, in Canada. Um, because it's just the music that you're being exposed to as a kid is, is you know, it's informing you and, and, and kind of hardwiring your brain. Uh, in a way and 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 pushing against that as as was the case with with this record and that piece of music in particular, um, yeah kind of pushed me into a, a different way of writing and then working with uh working with percussionists, working with drummers uh, you know bringing bringing those rhythms into a an, into a kind of a a very immediate setting where all of these rhythms are kind of fighting against one, to, one another. Um, just finding that kind of push and pull between objects sonically uh, is, is kind of what that music is about.
0: And Frost, you were mentored by Brian Eno. For those who don't know, who is Brian Eno? <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: uh, you know, he's one of the most, if not the most formative voice in contemporary electronic music that there is, you know? Um, and, and beyond electronic music, I would say, I think uh, he's a, a thinker and a, a kind of a sonic philosopher that has irreversibly affected and changed the course of music history in ways that I think are uh, will, will never really be fully understood uh, you know by by those um, who are hearing his work and, and, and are doing so on a daily basis but are
0: totally unaware of it so in general what's an important quality
1: in a mentor well I would Say the most important quality is uh, that that person has your respect, um, you know. And and in the case of Brian, he absolutely does have my respect and 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 admiration.
0: Brian Eno also infamous for creating the Windows ninety five startup noise. If you could redesign any industrial or commercial noise that's popular in Contemporary culture. What's one you'd want to take a stab at?
1: The car, of course. Transportation. Um, The combustion engine is on its way out. It's it's dying a rapid death, and within ten years, these cities are going to be remarkably quieter. You know what 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 kind of sound do we do we want, and and what what should it do, and you know it needs to be. It's a, it's a really fascinating problem because it needs to be audible, but it, you don't want it to be annoying. But it needs to be somehow distinct. I don't know. It's uh, and then you can get into all these like really interesting discussions about like tonality and like how cars would relate to one another. You know, like uh, you know, there's a potential there to harmonize things. You know, like if you've got like a traffic jam, you've got 200 cars in front of you. If they're all making these uh, sounds you know if they're all kind of emitting some kind of tone you know, it's, there's a potential there to do something quite interesting um, yeah it's a fascinating problem
0: I think that it's time to play another track I'm going to play Nolan but I'm going to play the Regis self-medicating edit <laughs> so what I'd love you to do Ben is I'd love it if you could talk a bit about the original song then I'll play the remix and when we come back you can talk about the remix
1: sure um well the the name of this song actually, uh, while we we're talking about driving, came about uh, when I saw a, a motorcyclist uh, riding on a highway next to me, um, and he had the, he had the, the name Nolan striped across his, his helmet, um, which I later discovered is a well-known motorcycle brand. I don't know. This this piece of music for me was always kind of. Uh, it always just felt like a. Like a spine, like a a, f- a flexing spine, some kind of. it always went back to this image of the. I don't know if you've ever seen that 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 footage of a of a of a cheetah. Running at full speed, and then the it transitions from a, a real image into a kind of a, an x-ray of the of the cat. so you're you're watching the the movement, the, the the kind of the sprint, but you're watching the skeleton do its thing. and the the, the way that this animal moves is um, a lar- a large part of its its ability to move so fast comes from this this uh, kind of spring like action that occurs in the spine and and the way it uh propels propels the body forward is is as the result of this kind of this this over flexing of the of the the bones um that's that's very different to the way we're structured and and, and that that idea of this kind of uh, this kind of uh, accelerating flexing uh, shape is sort of paramount in the in the way that this piece of music is uh, is, is is shaped
0: back to the interview show this is Scott Wood your host I'm sitting backstage at the Imperial with Ben Frost we just heard the song Nolan but we heard the Regis self-medicating edit Ben I'd love you if you could tell me a little bit about the remix
1: uh Regis is uh somebody I've always admired uh, musically and you know when I was kind of presented with the idea to to do some remixes I mean I've, I've, I've in the past done quite a bit of remixing myself but i've never actually asked anybody to do them for me um so this was kind of an opportunity to you know play with some of those ideas and and i asked and he said yes and it was a nice moment it's uh i'm I'm really really happy to kind of to make that connection uh, uh sort of clear um that there, and
0: and there is a there is a, a connection there in some way Ben Frost, you once cancelled a Montreal show at the last minute because the venue couldn't provide adequate bass speakers. i'd love you to tell me about that situation um,
1: It was a terrible situation and i i I'm, i I really regret the way it kind of all went down um, but I mean ultimately i i don't i don't regret it uh as being the wrong decision um that the, there is a kind of a language that's 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 utilized to kind of discuss my music in a live setting and it it, it you know the the way i can best uh get this idea across is is, is kind of using a um a, a car metaphor um which is to say that you know, I'm interested in, in, in high performance and and, and, uh, you know, and, and, and in, this, in this metaphor, I'm interested in, in, in speed and in something that is, is moving beyond or moving into a realm that is kind of borderline and, and dangerous and, and kind of um, beyond that of, I guess, the average driver. Um, but in order to do that, you know, when you buy a car even as a as a regular citizen you know on average you're not going to be driving faster than 120 kilometers an hour but you would never be satisfied with buying a car whose maximum speed was 120 kilometers an hour because you're going to be redlining the fuck out of the engine and you're going to kill it and it's just it's 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 working at its absolute maximum capacity which is to say that it's working too hard. It's not in the green. It's not comfortable. There's, uh, it's, it's sweating. You, know? you, you want a car that's, that's, when it is sitting at that speed that you want it to be at, that it's doing it in such a way that is absolutely 100% efficiency and with no um, sort of uh, stress on any of its constituent parts. So for me, uh, yeah, I, I need, I need a Ferrari. You know, I need that kind of power. And it's not because I want it to, to be pushing the upper limits of of that uh, of that engine's capacity. It's because I want it to be green when I'm doing what it is that I'm, I'm trying to do. You know, I want it to be comfortable. It's it's it should it should always feel big. But, um, but it should never feel under strain. You know? that, like, the strain comes from my side, not from that of the, the PA.
0: I think that it's time to play another track. I'm going to play a track off your 2009 album, By the Throat. I'm going to play Peter Venkman Part 1. I'd love you to give the audience one sentence about the song as I bring it up.
1: Uh, this, this piece of music was, was, uh, it was originally written for a, uh, a children's choir which you'll hear um, because they're they're very much in there, but it kind of expanded and became a a much larger piece of work that was by far the most difficult uh, piece to kind of put to bed in that uh, that album period. Um, Bothered me a lot, just getting the relationships right. But uh, it's there now.
0: This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Peter Venkman Part 1. That's by Ben Frost. Off his record, By the Throat, which came out in 2009. I've got Ben here with me. I'd love you to tell me a little bit more about this track. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if there's more to tell, really. Sorry. Um... That's okay. If you had to compare the tracks off By the Throat with Aurora, what's the biggest difference you'd say there is in the man who is... Ben Frost um,
1: I, I don't know I, th- I, I feel like that's the, you know ask me in 20 years the, the, I, I think that the relationships between all these records is um, it's kind of small fish you know like, like picking out the, the differences between them what, what really fascinates me is the how this is all going to play out in a much kind of wider lens, uh, uh, macroscopically, like what, a, what is it that I was actually aiming at with all of this stuff, and how does it fit into a, uh, that time period? You know, the, does it sound like something that was made in 2009? You know, is there a, is you know, that's actually what keeps me awake at night. Did the people who you know, does Phil Collins like? Did he, did he understand that his music sounds like? You know, like, did the In the Air Tonight sound like it came from the 80s when he was making it? You know, like, do, do all those 80s bands know, like, did they know that they were making 80s records at the time? You know, like, all of these kind of incredibly obvious kind of sonic artifacts of certain periods of musical history are... It seems to me, r- rarely, if ever... um is there a, an awareness of those things at the time? You know, the sound of, uh, you know, Seattle guitar music circa 1991. You know, there's there's a kind of a... There is a sound there. There's even a vocal delivery sound that came from a lot of those bands. Like, But were they aware of it at the time and what were the reasons for it? And And, you know, it's only with a much wider view of things that I think you can... You can start to piece together what the relationship is between different records, different artists um yeah, even the the studio where these records were made like I wonder sometimes if there is a if there's a sound an inherent sound in the in these rooms and these microphones that are kind of informing the way that we hear them um, time will tell, I guess.
0: I guess Ben, I'm gonna have to check back with you in 20 years. I wanted to end things with a single point of blinding light off your record, Aurora. Uh,
1: ironically, this is one of the, the the earlier pieces of music that came to be um, during the the process of making this record. But it always felt like a an ending. It always felt like it it, it was it was the end of something. And it, you know as the, as the title suggests it was very much about sort of like driving towards some kind of accumulative point where everything was just kind of being sucked into this singular point um, like like some kind of tiny pinhole sized black hole just kind of pulling the world into itself
0: All right. Ben Frost, thank you very much for taking some time out of your day to spend time with me.
1: You're very welcome. Thank you. You're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood.